while since anything noticeworthy has really happened on the social media front, apart from, you know, features on individual social media platforms. However, it appears to me as if the tectonic blades of social media have started to move around. And uh, when this happens, there are going to be consequences. Perhaps not in the form of earthquakes, but you should still become aware of and assess whether these have any impact on how you plan and practice your embryo branding on socials. Some of the signs and activities I'll be talking about in this episode are really no news. We've seen the change taking place for quite some time and uh, uh, let's say that uh, now they are just finally relevant enough to matter. In this episode of Building a Modern Employer Brand Podcast, I'll give you a social media update in connection to employer branding, what you need to pay attention to and what, you know, are likely to impact your employer branding success on social media, maybe even in a negative manner, unless you adapt your plans accordingly. I want to say though, Things may look different to you depending on which corner of the world you're at and how big and especially how active one, uh, you know, how active an audience you already have for your employer brand and socials. So hear me out, assess whether you should check this out, whether you should, you know, consider changes uh, for your plan. And if you hear something on the background, that's Stella again. She's uh, she sounds like she's going to have some comments for this episode. Right. So update number one: the power positions between key socials seem to have changed significantly. In a way, this was long coming because the transformation in the power positions started already a few years ago when the key social media, you know, being Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram made their major algorithm changes to their platforms. In that change, back in, in the days already, Facebook announced that they were going to focus on groups and bringing people together in these groups in the future. And uh, I think that future is here right now. The organic visibility for public profiles, you know, such as your business profiles on uh, on the feed, uh, was literally scraped off, meaning that without any advertising, any, you know, sponsoring your content, whatever was posted on your company pages was no longer going to be shown on, you know, our Facebook feeds. And that is literally how it is today. Facebook was always, in my opinion, the best social media for employer branding or actually all talent marketing. There were tons of possibilities, tons of features, you know, supporting pretty innovative talent marketing from internal communications to nurturing your applicants and candidates, from recruitment marketing to really diverse opportunities for employer branding. And that algorithm change really made this all irrelevant to us. Many companies 
probably still think just because we post something on our Facebook page means that our audiences are going to see it. They won't. We all go directly into our feeds and we literally pay attention to only what is shown to us on our feeds. And for years, Facebook users have fought against, you know, Facebook deciding what we want to be shown on our on our feeds. And I think it has only gotten worse. And during that announcement a couple of years ago, Facebook also said that they were going to push groups and make groups the central feature of Facebook. And I think that this year we have finally seen what that really means. All you literally see when you go to your Facebook app, you, you know, your feed opens up for you. Literally all you see is group posts. You can hardly see any posts any for, anymore from any of your Facebook friends. There's no uh, posts on my feed, for example, from some of the social media companies that I've marked, you know, that I want to get their uh, posts on my feed. So all you see on your feed is literally just the group posts. And, you know, a post after another in the same group. And then obviously many groups with their posts being fed to you on your feed. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't been able to find a setting where I could change this, see less group posts and see more posts from my friends. In essence, we are being forced to see group posts only. Obviously, at that same time, a couple of years ago, the unfortunate Cambridge Analytica scandal took place and many Facebook users all over the world left the site, left that social media in disbelief. Facebook became a platform for a while that, you know, users or some of the users didn't feel like they could trust. This unfortunate occasion for Facebook changed how social media users started to think and you know what they wanted to expect from the platforms and i think it really shook facebook position regardless what they officially claimed it was very unfortunate because i really cherished facebook as a platform for employer branding because you just could do so many things with facebook for free and still today there's just isn't a match to what Facebook was able to offer. The thing with social media platforms is that there are, there obviously is the platform itself with all the technicalities that it allows. So it's not that those functions are not available for us, but then there are us users who actually decide how we want to use this platform, for what purpose, and uh, these kind of needs change periodically I've noticed over the years we kind of move like a grip of fish to more exciting waters every once in a while and then the algorithm in between the platform functionalities and how we like to use the platform obviously impacts what we what you know whatever we do on the platform whether it's going to be seen or not seen by other people and for example with facebook no matter how much you would post on your company page unless you have a massive budget to promote everything you post and an active community management on your page uh you know to to activate your audiences your people nobody really sees your posts so it's like you're dancing in an uh, to an empty ballroom no matter how talented you are and how beautiful 
your dance is. If nobody sees it, nobody knows you and your dance even exists. So without that reward from your audience in the form of feedback and engagement, you're just better off doing your deed elsewhere where you can gain the impact with the activities that you can do. And right now on Facebook, you know, it's the groups. And what this means for us as employer branding practitioners is that unless you already have a really active group for your employer branding purposes, your organic posts are a waste of time. And you in the group functionality is very different from the page functionality. Group is literally just an establishment where, you know, people, members of that group communicate with each other. It's not a place where you go and you, prom you promote your stuff whereas the page is like that. So I don't think that, uh, you know, in a group form, uh, unless you have some kind of a really funky niche value add angle to your group and uh, you are able to, you know, make the group in a way that your brand message comes through it, like from the PR kind of standpoint, I think it's really hard to achieve uh, an employer brand, you know, a group for your company, you know, for the employer brand purposes on Facebook today. Obviously, adverts are still shown on the platform and on the feeds. But the thing is that if people are diverting away to other platforms, you know, from Facebook, because Facebook no longer serves them what they signed up for, they're not going to see those adverts any longer. So that's a problem. What I'm saying right now is that unless you have a really successful and active group on Facebook, employer branding on Facebook doesn't really work at this time. Now let's talk about Twitter because I feel like Twitter lost in this movement too. Now I'm really aware that the way the world uses Twitter is very different in, you know, in the different parts of the world. And what I'm saying now might only apply in Europe or maybe just in the Nordics. So, you know, uh, I believe your experience. When Facebook developed their incredible advertising tool, we were really spoiled rotten with how targeted and how diverse advertising we were suddenly able to do by ourselves with a fraction of the cost compared to, for example, Google Ads. And when Facebook advertising was also pretty straightforward in comparison to the, in my opinion, a very logical mind of the Google Ads, we were putting most of our efforts on Facebook advertising in, you know, in, in the talent marketing context. Twitter failed to provide us a similar advertiser experience when a wide range of talents were still using Twitter. This meant that there was Really no point to advertise on Twitter consistently, at least not here in the Nordics, because you paid for a too vast of an audience and your message was going to be shown to widely causing users to market not interesting, not relevant. And also for a few years now, I've seen Twitter becoming a very political platform with not just real politicians, uh, but also media and all the, uh, you know, the, the general users expressing their political views in a very aggressive manner. Or then what we've seen here in Finland, at least, tweeting to get attention, you know, tweeting just to get a lot of attention without a really any sensible value of message. So this meant 
Twitter kind of lost its edge in employer branding to already a year, you know, years ago. The winner in this sad struggle of Facebook and Twitter has been LinkedIn. And at first, LinkedIn was literally just lucky. They did not do anything to deserve it. Only recently, they've started to improve the user experience and add new features very similar to the Facebook's platform. But the major problem with LinkedIn is still the same. Unless you get your employees on board almost on a daily basis, employer branding the way that wins attention and builds the essential relationships with your town audiences is very limited on LinkedIn because like Facebook, company content just doesn't get organic visibility. And uh, we also must understand that the social media is called the social media because of the social aspect. The only type of activity that works on social media, like really works, is when humans engage with each other in meaningful conversations. Now, company profiles are still managed by companies thinking social media marketing the wrong way. Limiting conversation, limiting topics into what is interesting from the company perspective and restricting a lot of what makes social media really valuable. LinkedIn is the best platform, I think, for recruiting and recruitment marketing, but not for employer branding because your employer branding team cannot access people's profiles and you'd need to get your employees very active. There are some short-term campaigns done to boost recruitment in LinkedIn, but those require a lot of work and effort because you really have to lead what your employees post when they do it and help them to do it in the right way. I've seen a couple of years ago, I think HubSpot it was, that I heard it in some kind of a keynote that they really planned for their marketing team, uh, sorry, sales team, a sort of a short-term recruitment campaign in which they planned all the posts and all the activities uh, for the people, for the employees from the sales team that were going to participate in this campaign and uh, help them to, you know, what to publish, how to publish it, and when to publish it in order to engage those sales team employees to contribute towards their recruitment need. So it was a recruitment campaign. So it takes a lot of work to do that on LinkedIn, when as in, so, uh, in on face, uh, Facebook, you were able to do all of this, you know, uh, from the um, from your uh, company profile, you know, when 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 this worked. So that's the downside to LinkedIn. And I know that a lot of corporations are using LinkedIn for employer branding purposes, but I just think that the employer branding employer branding tools of LinkedIn are outdated. They're not for this era where you know we need different kind of uh, uh, activities instagram is absolutely the best social media for employee branding because it was built for affinity so unfortunately companies use instagram wrong and are likely to get little impact on instagram because of using Instagram wrong in employer branding. But there is a wonderful opportunity to learn how to do it, to really excel on Instagram, building your magnetic employer brand. 
What is good about Instagram is that it really serves the audience on a much deeper, much humane level. Images are short and short videos are, you know, you're able to deliver messages that are kind of psychologically what our brains have longed for, you know, for a long time as the commercial messages, you know, keep uh, adding up and that noise of commercial messages just keep growing and growing. Our brains can't handle complex information, which most of company marketing is in general. And, uh, you know, my favorite author, Donald Miller from Business Made Simple, keeps saying that you've got to lift the fog. What this means is that when we do our talent marketing in a very unclear way, we are creating a thick fog. And people never walk into a thick fog if they are not forced to. And employee branding is certainly not an area that your talent audiences feel like they have to take that step towards that thick fog. If your if your message isn't clear, then they're not gonna take a look at it. So uh, you know what makes Instagram so great is that there's those. Uh, you know, images can deliver, sh you know, messages really fast and short videos are able to deliver messages in a different way than text. When we read text, our brains like visual content more than it likes text. So that's why Instagram is really a wonderful social media for employer branding because um, it gives you the opportunity to showcase the humane angle and get into a conversation through different kind of content that you know that you're not likely to do on the other social media our brains just prefer images to text and short videos to long videos and that is exactly what instagram offers us another really great benefit of instagram is that organic still works you know when it's on twitter when it's on on LinkedIn and on Facebook, organic content does no longer exist for company profiles. In uh, On Instagram, company profiles are equal to any other profile. And just like Facebook was, you can totally operate your company profile like it was a personal profile and kind of hang out with other profiles. And because Instagram is not the best tool for a businessy content, unless it's very educational and visually inspiring, it is also a really down-to-earth media to hang out. People like to have conversation. People tend to show their more private side on Instagram as opposed to LinkedIn. You can certainly learn a lot from your, uh, or not from, but about your audiences just by paying attention to what kind of stuff they prefer to post. You know, if somebody posts regularly about sailing, you kind of get the clue that they're into sailing. That's something that they enjoy. There are absolutely remarkable opportunities for employer branding on Instagram. I just think that it's the best uh, social media for employer branding out of all the social media today. And what is good, you can start to achieve meaningful results even if your account has less than 1,000 followers but you do require a plan. There is no value in posting random smudgy photos from cakes and office dogs and random situations that mean absolutely nothing to an outsider. And unfortunately, this 
is what most company Instagram profiles still are. And that's when I said in the beginning that why companies do employee branding wrong on, on social uh, on social media and on Instagram. That's the wrong part. That's not just attractive or appealing or value add, add to anybody outsider. Now, what is missing our attention right now is obviously Clubhouse. The most effective format to gain traction on any social media is video, but we all know making video is more time consuming and and just more consuming in many aspects. Audio is just as good, but none of the other social media have offered us the opportunities to share just audio content native. Now, I've been podcasting weekly since June 2017, and oh boy, how I have missed the opportunity to share my audio files natively on socials. But before you ask, no, you cannot share audio files on Clubhouse. It is a live radio show where you interact with live audience in conversations. People on Clubhouse are trying it right now, and there is a lot of hype around it as it is so new. That's why it's eating away a lot of attention. But as of right now, it's I think that it's momentarily this... Mm, you know, Clubhouse taking a lot of the bandwidth from our attention. And that's why right now there are super good opportunities for employer branding on Clubhouse. People are curious to tap in and hear you out. The more active users are scheduling weekly shows at the same time, uh, you know, at the same times every week to build a routine for their growing Clubhouse audience. Time will only tell us what happens with Clubhouse and is it going to replace something on your social media uh, portfolio as a user or as an employer branding practitioner? We'll see. It's certainly interesting because it's so new. We haven't had this kind of opportunity before. So uh, I think that if you're not on Clubhouse, you definitely should get on Clubhouse and start just, you know, tapping in and listening conversations and, and learning, getting the vibe. It's really important to keep your antennas up as a talent marketer, especially if you want to grow into a role where you can back up the title of an expert or a professional or equivalent. We are not living in a stable world far from it. So, you know, being a professional, being an expert of talent marketing or employer branding, you know, you gotta be at the forefront of what's available, what's going on, you know, what you should do, when you should do, how your audience is behaving and so on. Your employer branding success is dependent on your audience's attention. If you are in the wrong ballroom, they have no idea what you're doing. Uh, they don't know what show you are you know, having in your ballroom because they're somewhere else and uh, they don't get your message and you won't get your results. And as the noise just keeps growing, what you say, how you say it, and especially sticking to the consistency of a routine, publication routine, consistency of a message, those are elementary to your success in employer branding. And if you don't have a plan, you don't know what your consistent message will be and what kind of a success you should expect to gain. And if you don't have measurable objectives set, you don't know what you should measure and 
or also you don't know what a success should look like. And if you cannot tell what impact your activities have resulted in, you won't get resources. And without resources these days, your employer branding efforts will die down very soon. Listen, my friend, telemarketing school is opening up very soon. Now, I invite you to sign up on the wait list to get notified when we launch telemarketing school. Now, if you love this podcast and if you love what I've been teaching you all this time for free, just imagine what you will be able to get when you pay a little. An annual subscription will give you access to all of the courses, all of the lessons that we will publish during the time that you are subscribed. Not just one course, not just one lesson. What you pay is about 500 euros for an entire year. And right now, as we launch, I'm going to have two courses waiting for you. One about telemarketing strategies and one about a simple yet effective way to plan candidate communication process to improve your candidate experiences, build your employer brand during hiring, and commit your candidates to your process. These will be the first two courses there, and I'm already working on a couple of more that I'll be launching you know, as the year goes forward. So go to talentmarketingschool.com and sign up to become notified when we launch. It's going to happen very soon. And also, don't forget the modernemployerbrand.com blog, because obviously I'll be posting stuff for free, free education, free inspiration, free tips, news on that blog. So this is the kind of stuff I will be teaching at telemarketing school. More information available, obviously, at telemarketingschool.com. And, uh, you know, get the free stuff from the More Employer Brand blog and podcast. Hey, are you on Instagram? Because if you are, I'd like you to invite to come and follow my handle, Talent Marketing Pro, because you don't want to miss out on my free talent marketing tips and, and, and videos and opportunities to expand your talent marketing acumen with little snappy snippets all for free. I'll be back next week again with another episode on building a modern employer brand. And next week, I'm going to tell you uh, why uh, employer brand management is so important and what does it mean? What is the role of an employer brand manager? It's going to be exciting. So you should definitely tune in next week. Moi moi. Moi moi.